I've never liked waking up. Not that I don't enjoy the thrills and perils of life. I just live a much more exciting existence in my dreams. It's kind of sick, but I'm someone who gets bored and likes the darker intricacies of life. It wasn't until middle school discussing dreams with my peers that I realised my dreams are different from everyone else's. Kids would talk about dreaming of their favourite TV shows or about a magical land where candy grew from the ground and rained from the heavens. If only I could be so lucky. For my whole life, the entire 22 years, my dreams start with me waking up in a stranger's bed. I have their memories, I know their deepest secrets and their strongest desires. It's never the same experience. Sure, sometimes there are similarities, but I've never woken up as the same person more than once. It's always a new face with new lines and marks and shapes. In every dream for as long as I can remember, I live someone's last day for them. The death is usually an accident or a sickness of some kind. The murders never failed to throw off my day. I've died experiencing mass shootings, acts of terrorism and gruesome, painful torture. The one that sticks with me the most though are the suicides. Feeling the things that these people feel I couldn't describe, the utter disgust with life or with themselves. The feel of hopelessness and gut-wrenching dread of having to carry on living in a selfish fight-or-die reality. I couldn't tell you about the afterlife though, only the fear or the calm or the relief of death. My parents thought I was overly imaginative and took me to several facilities and friendly doctors, but nothing ever helped and I later lied and told them the dream stopped. My twin brother always thought I was lying for attention so I let him believe the lie too. That was always hard to have my own family not believe me, but I've never went into depth about it because there was always a nagging feeling that I wasn't supposed to talk about or, or intervene after the event. There was one time I looked up the name of the mother who died not telling her kids the major family secret of who their real father was, and every effort to contact them wound up with a message not sent error or a dial tone. Last night's dream was a first. I woke up in a familiar room and for once I thought I had slept through the night without having to mentally cleanse myself in my morning meditation. The walls were that familiar Easter yellow colour. The window shone a familiar light across the ceiling from the street light below. I realised it was still night, not more than an hour after falling asleep watching some irrelevant YouTube video. But my laptop was gone and the blanket different than the one I had since childhood. The unfamiliar long hair that swept across my face is what stuck the realisation that in fact another day is my life and death of a stranger. That's when it hit. A feeling of misery and hate that I could only imagine an evil dictator ever having felt before. I got up from the bed to say that this room was identical to mine, except for the posters of bands I've never heard of and laundry strewn all over the floor. This person's life was in the same dorm as me. I walked to the mirror attached to the closet door located across from the bed, looking in it, feeling of unbearable pain struck against and a harder this time. This person, although not ugly in the slightest, had the strongest hatred for their body. Her hair was straight, brown, and it swept across her pale face. 
I brushed the hair from my face and the image reflected was enough to send me back into the bed frame which struck my tailbone with enough force to send me tumbling into the pile of dirty laundry. It was my twin brother's girlfriend, the one he planned on proposing to at our graduation, the one who had pulled him out of addiction and into classes at this very campus. My heart sank and the sobbing convulsions took over. The mixture of her depression combined with the reality of the situation hit like a boulder rolling off a cliff. I reviewed her memories, looking for the root of this evil inside of her, but there was no clear start. Then I saw the plan like a file in the cabinet of the back of her mind. A gun in her trunk stolen from her father's ranch, the route to a secluded location in the middle of the forest about ten miles from campus. This couldn't happen. There must be some kind of mistake. I've never been someone that I know. I've always someone I've never seen a place I've never been. Though many times I've tried, I could never change fate. No matter what I would do as that person, their thoughts and emotions and physical situation would always lead me to death's door. Not this thing. I went to the medicine cabinet looking for some kind of sleep medicine. The closest match was a packet of Benadryl. I took the remaining four pills before the thought of running to the car and taking Dad's rifle from under the map where the spare tire is located. I forced myself into the closet, tipping the dresser across the tiny room just before shutting the door, barricading myself in. Against my will, a body fought against the door, trying to open it and screamed against it. Luckily for me, the dorm was always alive with some loud party or another. After about 20 minutes she tried, and slumped to the floor in exasperation and crying hysterically. After another hour of crying into dry heaves I felt her eyelids get heavy, and then the music from the stream of sleep meditation music filled my head and I woke up in the familiar blue glow of my laptop, creating a puke green hue against the walls. And then a message sound surrounded from the open Facebook tab, a nameless, faceless profile sent one phrase. Your actions will have consequences. I've been laying awake since 4.30 this morning thinking of what to do. I'm already late to class so I'll just skip for the day. I graduate in three days anyway. I want to go to a room just a floor and a few doors down from my own room and take her to a hospital. I don't know what I'll tell my brother. He's never believed my dreams were anything more than dreams. I could only imagine what consequences there could be or who the hell messaged me. I'll post an update tonight. Any suggestions on what to do to help tremendously. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.